Welcome into the strongest and fastest growing conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Justin Hall and Mitch Prosser here with you, joined by Representative Brandon Guffey today. We've been promising you this conversation for the last several days, and we actually talked about the bill that Representative Guffey authored and and was passed in the House and the Senate, and we'll get into how that was done uh, later. But Mitch, the reason we have Representative Guffey here, and I think you can speak to folks a little bit more about this, is is his story. And so if you could just kind of give a little bit of intro to that, and then Representative Guffey will let him. Absolutely. Thank you, Justin. Uh, A couple years ago, I had the opportunity to meet Brandon, uh, a mutual friend of ours, and Pastor Joey Deese introduced the two of us. You were a county councilman at the time. Actually, I think you were still running for county council. Or newly elected. Newly elected. (laughs) One of the others, it's all kind of fuzzy. uh, our time in York County together, I was a pastor up in York County and got to know you fairly well. And since you've been in the um, state house, I've gotten to know you a little bit better. But um, maybe you didn't know it at the time, obviously. But quickly, um, a very near and dear passion became one of your primary focuses once you got to the state house. Um, and most of you... Uh, watching, listening, will know a little bit about this. If you don't, Brandon, tell us uh, how you got to the state house, and then one of the, th- the the probably one of the biggest things that's ever happened in your life on the way to the state house. Yeah, so um, I decided to run for the state house whenever Bruce Bryant retired. Yes, um, but the candidates that were running, um, I didn't feel like represented our area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to put my name in, had a hard fought primary, three, yeah. um, three candidates. So of course, then you end up in a runoff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, got pretty ugly towards the end. And, um, my family went through quite a bit, a lot of rumors and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Um, and it was one of the happiest times in June of 22. Yeah. Whenever we ended up winning the primary, um, less than a month later, my son, 17-year-old Gavin, mm-hmm. um, was he went to with a Young Life group to Windy Gap, came back. Um, he got saved at camp, wow. which is something that we had talked about yeah. frequently. Um, and whenever they came back, both of my sons had COVID or had to be quarantined from COVID because everyone okay. at the camp pretty much got it at the time. <laughs> um, this so, was a super spreader event. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Gavin ended up staying in his room, Cohen in his room, and my mm-hmm. four-year-old in the living room. And I'd come back from a political event on the 26th of July, and I was on the phone outside, come in, laid down in my bed about one 1.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gavin come out of his bedroom, being very quiet, which was not common. Um, I passed him in the hall uh, and just went by and just said, good night, buddy, I love you. Mm-hmm. Um Went in to go kiss his little brother, and whenever I kissed his little brother, I heard this loud noise, kicked in the bathroom door, and my 17-year-old had shot himself. Mm. Um, and the the reason that he shot himself, we found out later, was he was being extorted online. Mm-hmm. And it's a crime that's sweeping the country. It's called sextortion, not just the country, yep. but the world. Right. Um, there are groups, the entire West Coast, West Coast of Africa, Nigeria, Cambodia, Philippines, Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. organized crime, yeah. even gangs in the United States are perpetrating this crime. Um, and I found out there was no laws on the books. Yeah. 
Um, so even though I had ran and I had all of my platform issues, mm-hmm. this became my number one passion was to make sure that another family does not have to go through this. Yeah. Um, so I came in in December. I sat down with Elizabeth Taylor within the house, told her what I was looking to do. We did some research, found Utah's laws. Mm-hmm. I really liked a Matter of fact, I like a lot of Utah's laws that they are putting forth. Yeah, we're, working, very on good. Some, we're <laughs> yeah. working on some stuff right now. Um, yeah. And I filed another one of Utah's laws, which is uh, age verification for any adult websites as well. Uh, we talked about that. We'll talk with exactly. you after that. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk mm-hmm. to you later um, about that. That's good. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're doing a good job of addressing and getting out in front of a lot of these mm-hmm. issues, whereas South Carolina has been a little bit behind. Sure. So we copied it, but it was a 15-year mandatory minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, Came into the house, you know, got a little bit of pushback about the mandatory minimums. Um, I wanted it as strict as possible. Uh, the bill was not moving, and we come right. up close to crossover. Um, and I ended up sitting down. I grabbed, um, I spoke with Chairman Weston Newton. Yes. I'm on judiciary. With, Excellent chairman. Um, yeah. Sat down with him, sat down with Jeff. And um, mm-hmm. then I grabbed uh, Todd Rutherford, yep. Seth Rose, Justin Bamberg. I wanted to get everyone's opinion. Wait, let me, you reached across the aisle? Yes. Wow. <laughs> hey, um, ladies and gentlemen, there's a novel concept. <laughs> By uh, the way, we're a nonpartisan organization. <laughs> so we encourage it. Yes. Well, I mean, my view was I was starting to get scared that people just would not come to me because it was a personal issue to me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wanted to get an honest opinion and those those guys, I felt, would be very direct and honest and upfront with me. Sure. Um, you know, Weston told me from the get-go that mm-hmm. mandatory minimums would be an issue. Right. Um, and my my thought process was, well, whenever it comes up for an argument, I'm ready to have that argument. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but the problem is, is no one would let it get to that right. stage. Um, so whenever we sat down, you know, I, th- I think sitting down with Todd um, – and I said, look, ultimately what we want to do is protect our children. He was like, well, the most important part of it is awareness. And I said, yeah, yeah. well, that's the reason I've set up the nonprofit because I'm going to do the awareness. And he actually made the suggestion, well, why don't we just put that in the bill? Um, so we added that schools and the attorney general have to inform students and parents and the general public about sextortion or Gavin's Law. And then in the Senate, they made that annual basis. We changed, got rid of the mandatory minimums, and we put it as up to 20 years if you target a child or an at-risk adult, and then also an additional up to 20 years if it results in bodily harm or uh, fatality. Um, And if it's an adult-to-adult, South Carolina doesn't have a revenge porn. Mm -hmm. Um, So as I started to get some press on this moving, I started getting phone calls from many women throughout the state of South Mm -hmm. Carolina that were being trapped in relationships yeah. by men saying, I'm going to share this video or these pictures if you break up. Right. Now, I want to I want to stop you right there. In case you're wondering what sextortion or that sort yes. of thing is, let, let's walk through this a little bit. I think you really just got to the point of the matter. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not the Nigerian prince scheme over email. Correct. This is not the – and, Justin, I don't know about you, but I've received these. I'm sure women have received these as well. I've gotten the email before that says – we know what you've been looking at on your computer or oh, your yeah, cell phone. You get those. And yeah. and it was really a thing to grab spam. Bit, it was spam to grab Bitcoin. And, you know, even though I hadn't been looking at anything on my computer, I'm like, oh whoa, what do they know? You know, kind yeah. of thing. And I that long tail cat full of, in a room full of rocking chairs. What we're talking about here in sextortion is different. This is whenever um, like in my son's case, 
it shows up as a profile that is friends, mm-hmm. mutual friends mm-hmm. with other of your friends. Yep. So yep. you think that it's someone that, you know, my buddy John might know mm-hmm. because he goes to this college. Well, this girl right. was pretending to be a, a female volleyball player and reached out to my son just saying, I think the first question was, are you in the military? Which mm-hmm. that should have been a red flag from looking at my mm-hmm. son with his, he had a, a head full of hair that was never brushed. But are we infl- <laughs> are we inflating the ego here yeah. or something? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. Um, and then he replied back with, "No, you know, I'm going to Winthrop be an art teacher." And um, she was like, "Well, you're cute." And one thing led to mm-hmm. another. He jumped off the game with his friends at twelve o'clock to start chatting to this girl because she's blowing up his ego, making mm-hmm. him feel good about himself. What turned into her sending or going into a disappearing chat, sending images or a video, mm-hmm. convincing him to do the same, and then as soon as he gets it, they begin to extort him. Yep. They let him know right away that your life's over, yep. and I'm going to share this with all of your friends. And I equate it to whenever we were growing up. Mm-hmm. If, imagine your most intimate moment, someone photographed with a Polaroid. Yeah. And the difference with online now, it's not like – they just go to your friends and hand this Polaroid. Right. Now it would be like an airplane flying over your city and just mm-hmm. dropping these out. Yeah. And a Polaroid, that one, you could destroy. Even if there were copies, you could find them. You could destroy them. Yeah. This, for all intents and purposes, they're in perpetuity. It's there forever. It is. And, well, it is and it's not. Yeah. So there, there's multiple yeah. issues with this. So. I think one of the problems that we have as parents, our kids are guinea pigs dealing with these issues. Yeah, The kids are growing up in the Snapchat age of mm-hmm. streaks and sending pictures back and forth, and it's not uncommon for them to have relationships online. Sure. So I equate it to the 80s whenever we preached abstinence, and then it was like some girl would get pregnant and everybody would point at her and call mm-hmm. her names. Yeah. A huge majority of kids are doing this. I think the stats were one out of six kids under the age of 16 admitted to sending wow. um, intimate images online. Wow. And more than half of them didn't know the person that they were sending the mm. images to. So they share back and forth. Sure. This is not that uncommon. So my message to students have been, number one, don't share images. Right. If you do share images, make sure that your face is not in these images at all. And then number three, to parents, I'm telling them that we've got we've forgotten grace in this country. Parents are too busy acting perfect, and it makes their kids feel like they have to be perfect. And whenever you get to that stage where you're graduating, transitioning from a teenager into a man, and I only speak from that level because I don't know what it's like for girls, but I know mm-hmm. on my side it was you trying heard to it. transition. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Brandon Guffey's a man. <laughs> <laughs> um But trying to transition into that, you know, you're struggling anyway because you feel less than. Yeah. And now you're looking up to parents that are portraying this perfect image. Mm -hmm. Um, We've lost grace in so many different ways. If you look on a national media level, how we're busy judging people. And granted, you know, I don't think Hunter Biden smoking crack is a good thing. But to sit here and bring up old things and constantly blast and blast and blast on someone. Mm -hmm and try to portray anyone that's associated with him as being part of that problem, that right. is a problem. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at people's mistakes instead of looking at who they are. And then we're telling our kids that everything that you do online is there forever. 
Mm. And they think I can never get out from under this. And that's the reason so many kids are taking their lives. Mm. Whereas the truth is, whenever you look at it, one out of every six kids have an image out there. So what we need to be telling the kids is, look, you need to offer grace whenever if one of your friend's images comes out like this. Don't don't share that stuff. Be there for your friend. Be there as a shoulder to lean on. I tell people it took me 20 years to become a Christian because I thought everyone was either perfect or a hypocrite, and I could <laughs> be neither. Yeah. And it wasn't until I learned that we're all messed up. But mm-hmm. in this aspect, too, with our kids, we've got to let them know that we're not perfect. They're not perfect. They're going to make mistakes, and we're there for them. And trying to work through it. And that's one of the things that um, I think has resonated with the teens mm-hmm. that have come to their parents. I get multiple calls a day in regards to this. And whenever I'm talking to the teens, getting them to go to their parents, no one's ever come back to me and said, my parents just scolded me. Yeah. You know, their right. parents were loving and out. And it doesn't matter how hard that their parents are. At that point, whenever your child's in trouble, you're going to do whatever you can to protect Sure. Them. The legislative process is a long and winding road, yes. as we just saw, huh. as we as we just kind of had a culmination with the with the heartbeat bill and, and that process that really can gr- almost grind to a halt at times and you feel like nothing's ever going to get done. So the process is long and hard as it is. But when you're, this, as, as you mentioned, your words, you said this became top priority for you because of what happened. When you introduce that, bill and and you're trying to get it done how much more difficult is it for you for your family to try to get this thing shepherded through the process that that, that's that's supposed to be hard and supposed to take a long time how much more difficult is it considering the origins of why you're you're trying to do it it was difficult because i knew i had to be someone that i'm not used to being I'm a bit of a bull in a china shop at times, (laughs) and I'm fully aware of that. Um, I believe nothing gets accomplished unless you can be direct. I don't believe in lying to someone's face and playing politics. Right. Um, So it's frustrating whenever you look at something like the scout deal that can get passed in 10 days. And, you know, the response I got with that, well, there's a deadline. My response is, well, what's the deadline on saving children? Mm. Why can't we get this moving? Um. And a lot of it was the lack of working with all parties. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I spoke with the Legislative Black Caucus, the Democratic Caucus, the Republican Caucus, spoke with Freedom Caucus members, <laughs> all of us together mm-hmm. understanding, you know, do you have a problem with anything that's in here? Is there an issue? The only problem that we did not solve was some of the people in the Democratic caucus that were attorneys did not like the first offense for adult-to-adult being mm-hmm. five years because that's felony. Yeah. They wanted it at three years. Yep. Um, and that's something I didn't bend on. Yeah. Um, and we still got unanimous votes throughout the House. Sure. But whenever we passed it to the House, well, now we missed crossover. So then I'm told, what well, won't happen until next year. My thought process was, well, this can be good because, I'm, you know, awareness is – Prior to adding awareness into the bill, that was a good thing because I'm getting media attention Mm -hmm. and I'm spreading awareness and that helps me out. But whenever we put the awareness piece in there, it's like, okay, well, school's going to start in August of next Mm -hmm. year. And if we don't have this bill passed, we're looking at an entire school year of these students not being aware. And if something happens, then I'm going to feel responsible. I mean, I've I've literally, uh, that's a, I'm not saying that's a healthy way to look at it, but I've taken on 
the personal responsibility to ensure that kids within not just South Carolina, but across the country are aware of this. And mm-hmm. every kid that ends up dying from this, I, I feel responsible for because I was not able to get that message out there quick enough. Um, I talk daily, whether it's media, whether it's senators, house members, I've got a, a, a um, U.S. Senator I'm speaking with today after this show, but trying to get this bill across the country and get everyone to understand because even prior to this, it's one of those things where you never see a yellow car, and then once you see it, you see them yeah, everywhere. It's that confirmation bias, yeah. Well, now I'm yeah. seeing it everywhere, mm-hmm. but other people have never heard of this, and they yep. just think, well, my kid's not going to ever fall for this. Right. And I'm seeing grown men fall for this on dating sites. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, not, <laughs> and the bad thing is, is I think this is happening a lot more to females as well, mm-hmm. teenage girls. And what it is, it is linking to the grooming and the trafficking. Yes. Because they are extorting the girls for the images. And instead of getting money from them, the reason you don't see the suicide rates high on the female side is because they just message them and say, okay, send me this video or send me this picture. And they're doing that on a slower basis. And then mm-hmm. they use those images to create a profile and pretend to be this oh girl to extort the boys for money. Wow. Sick cyclical let me yes. ask you this um speaking of the legislative process you're as we said at the top you're a freshman yes um i don't want you to name names were there any people in either party in any level from the top to the bottom who said anything like you're a freshman you need to shut up and now i know i know this is a very and don't take this the wrong way it's yeah. an emotionally charged issue Obviously for you. So if it had been tax reform, I, maybe they would have. Did anybody say that to you along the way? I wouldn't say say it in those words. Right. Now, mm-hmm. I was told, and I, I, I was smart enough to see it week one, whenever, you know, we're arguing fentanyl trafficking, and myself and Representative Sessions are working directly hand-in-hand. Hand Who's also a freshman. The, yes. Mm-hmm. We're getting these statistics together. And because the argument was that two grams could be six pills. Well, we pulled up the history of all the fentanyl bust, and the smallest amount was still over 20 pills. Right. So there was none of this. This myth of it being six pills was ridiculous. And we were trying to argue that. And I remember I pulled Adam Morgan back in the cookie room. And I'm talking to him because he wasn't a fan of the mandatory minimum. I said, "I, I can understand it on everything else. But in this situation, this is important. And I start sharing the stats with him, and I'm pulling other members and sharing the stats. And Adam's like, "You got to get up there to the well and go talk." Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. I'm not going to get up there as a freshman and get torn up by someone like Todd mm-hmm. trying to question me on something, me not answer something, and me cause this bill to fail. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of that just knowledge and being able to handle the debate, sure. Instead of going up there and thinking that you're fighting the right fight but you're not prepared for that battle. And then you cause the issue hmm. to fail. The issue is more important than my ego of fighting. Sure. The there you go. And I think there's a, and I'm not saying that you don't go say something, but I think there's a little wisdom in the hesitancy. There's, there's a little, there's a little bit of wisdom in the, what you said, there's a weight and gravity to this. And I, I see some um, members of the legislature, legislature, um, both bodies, and I've seen it in multiple states where they come in, you know, like Yosemite Sam mm-hmm. yeah. with not two guns, guns like blazing. 
40 guns, um, and they are ready to fire on all cylinders. And uh, a lot of people just, uh, you know, yeah. you're, you're either half-cocked or um, slow down. You don't understand the process. You don't understand yeah. the process, or you're a freshman, go shut up. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the one who is slow and steady – I learned that on county council because yeah. I came in like a bull in a china <laughs> shop. Yeah. And I wasn't able to get things accomplished mm-hmm. because I had these preconceived notions. Yeah. And in, in my area, my area is an extremely Republican district. Mm-hmm. I, I'm viewed of, by most people, I'm viewed far right to libertarian mm-hmm. leaning in my views. The problem is, is whenever you're trying to if I come in 100% with my views and I stand on my soapbox, I get nothing done. Mm-hmm. And I equate yeah. it to whenever you come in, like I've, I've watched many of my freshman members come in with me, and they come in with this mindset of this is what's right, this is what's wrong, this is the way we're going to do it. My argument to them is you don't get married and go to your mother-in-law's house and tell her our food tastes like crap. You eat it a little bit, and over time, it gets better, not to you, but her cooking. You can make those simple suggestions. There's ways to approach things. But whenever you come in as a freshman, and then you start trying to think that you're going to boss someone around that's the chair of a committee, your bills are not going to move through that committee. Right. And anything with your name on it. You will call it. So your purpose is getting killed because of your attitude. Mm-hmm. So if I can adjust my attitude and humble myself in order to get good legislation passed, I'm willing to do so. So when we're talking about getting good legislation passed, and we'll, we'll wrap up here in just a few seconds, and we want to thank you for watching this. Yeah. Um, you get this passed unanimously in the House. Uh, for, for anyone who's been engaged, you've seen the video of when this – uh, it gets passed, and, and then it gets passed in the Senate in, in very much the same manner. Um, you, This whole thing starts in that summer of 2022, and not only are you trying to get this ushered through in, a, in your first session as a, as a representative, you're also dealing with, with the loss of a child. So there's a lot mm. going on here. And business and, yeah. and everything. Every, you're, deal, you're dealing with <laughs> and life. family, yeah. You're dealing yeah. with life, yeah. and then you're dealing with the, the things that life has thrown at you mm-hmm. that no one could imagine. And on top of that, you're now trying to usher through a bill that you deeply believe will change the lives of South Carolinians for the good. When your fellow House members on both sides of the aisle vote in favor of your legislation, mm. and then in the Senate, which we've seen, really doesn't agree on much anything. With with each other or with your chamber, they do the same thing, and then senators take the time to stand at ease and come down mm-hmm. and greet you. Walk people through what you were feeling in those two moments. Um, I don't know. I, I prepared myself for the way that I would feel through therapy mm-hmm. if the bill did not pass. I did not prepare myself for how I would feel once it did pass. So as all that... And in the Senate, and I understand the standing at ease and coming down, the handshakes and everything, that was powerful. But the most powerful moment was I knew I'd never put Gavin's name on the bill in the House because I was told it would not get picked up in the Senate. While that was important to me, it was more important about protecting the children first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And, you know, Senator Clymer made the motion to add, to change it to Gavin's law. He couldn't even say it. And he, 
even as it was read, you could tell it was hard to just get those words out. And then as soon as one of the other senators, and I apologize, being a freshman, I don't know everyone's name. As soon as he stood up, I was like, okay, they're about to invoke the rule because they have a rule that they cannot name a bill. But instead, he asked for the role of the Senate to be put you know, on that amendment. Yeah. That was more powerful than anything. That was just took everything I had not to yeah. be overcome with sure. emotions. Sure. Oh, that's huge. I, I, I could be mistaken, and I don't want to give credit to whom credit is not due, but I think it was Senator Hutto that did that. Which I yeah. could be wrong yeah. there, but I think the Democratic leader is the one that asked for the role of wow. the Senate. It may have been Senator Massey. I, 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 I'd have uh, to go back to Massey. Okay. I'd have to. It would, it would, so it would, it would either be uh, knowing 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 who who typically does that. It would either be Senator Hutto or Senator Malloy. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the funny thing, it, I don't want to say the funny thing, but the good thing about this is, you know. Being a Republican, you always go to these events and you mm-hmm. hear people always talking mm-hmm. negatively about other representatives. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that the majority of our representation, whether it's Senate or House, have a heart and truly want to do good, just have different views on what is good. But whenever it comes to saving children, this is something that we should all be on board with. Yeah. I mean, Sandy Sin, who I'd never met before, became my biggest advocate in the Senate. Her and then mm-hmm. Luke Rankin, which was on the subcommittee, mm-hmm. and they began they became the ones really pushing it through quickly so we could get it done. It's good. It's good. It's um, awesome. Immediately. And to her credit, she's also fighting on the on the, the fentanyl, fentanyl side as yeah. well. Yeah. So. Tell tell us and those watching a little bit your about your foundation, what it's doing. So we created the less than three foundation, the last Less than three. Well, I didn't name it foundation. Just yeah. less than three. Um, and the reason we named it that mm-hmm. for the pin that I wear on my lapel and You've I get out tie. Every, yeah, I've got a tie. I wear my son's shoes on the floor. I'm mm-hmm. always trying to do something. I've got it tattooed on my arm. To, wow. Um, just as a reminder. But it was a powerful statement. It was the last text that my son sent out to his friends, and it was just made to look like a heart on mm-hmm. a black screen. Um. But as I started doing research on suicide, I found that the majority of suicides are impulsive. Mm -hmm. The time someone makes the decision to the time that they commit the act is 20 minutes. Mm. But if there is a gun involved, it's less than three minutes. (laughs) And that was what was shocking Mm. to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So with the foundation, number one, we want to spread... Um, the word about sextortion and cyber crimes. Mm -hmm. We want to increase mental fortitude... Um, within teens. I want to promote physical activity, social activity, because what I've learned is to change my emotion, I have to create motion. Mm. And so whether that's skating, whether that's bike riding, running, anything that you can do by yourself. Mm -hmm. And then another thing I want to do is I want to give free gun locks. I'm a big pro-Second Amendment person, but I want to go out and I want to provide free gun locks to gun owners with the suicide hotline number on there. Mm. Because if that's three minutes, but someone has to go and unlock a gun and see that suicide hotline number, I can only imagine veterans wow. and other things, sure. uh, or other people seeing that number, making the call, and how many lives it could save. Sure. That's powerful. Um, but the foundation, is, or the website is less than the number three, uh, sc.org. We'll put that in the, we'll put that in the notes and, uh, for the yeah. show. For We're sure. also trying to share other parent stories mm-hmm. um, that are going through this, which we've kind of 
created a network, and there's many families out there that have not come forward hmm. because their ki- their children's death is still under investigation. They're investigation hmm. investigating the sextortionist. So while there's a dozen of us across the country, there's many, probably two to three times as many, mm-hmm. that have not come forward as to why their child committed suicide. Right. And I firmly believe we, we've seen a huge increase in teenage suicide since COVID. It's yes. been blamed yes. on COVID. Yes. What we've also seen is a huge increase of kids not leaving notes. So mm. if you are done if you are overwhelmed typically someone leaves a note the reason you don't leave a note is you're trying to hide shame Mm. i believe even on from the law enforcement perspective you know they're just looking at text messages they're not looking at because you have to pull a warrant to see snap or instagram history whatsapp any of these disappearing messages they're not going to pull a warrant for that if someone's child dies I firmly believe that a, the rise in teenage suicide is linked to the sextortion. I don't believe it's COVID-related. In my sure. mind, COVID just gave kids an extra hour on video games during the day. Yeah, yeah, and and it and it what it did do is it isolated. Yeah, and and that isolation led to seeking friendships and relationships via internet and really right. taking away as you said putting motion in mm-hmm. place of getting out and doing things right and, the covid for, 15 yeah for yeah. the vast majority yeah like my freshman 25 and so for <laughs> the case of for the case of of, of teenagers mm-hmm. and young people and children um you know we we were following your bill early on yep. and 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 it 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 is uh, you know being the nerd Right, you watch a lot of the Senate. You watch a lot of the House. There are a few moments where I get angry or frustrated or happy or emotional. Uh, watching those clips, uh, emotional, and 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 I just want to thank you for the work that you've put in and uh, the work that you've done to to keep your son's memory alive, but also to fight on behalf of 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 young people and families who have gone through or may go through what you've gone through. And I think that's commendable. I appreciate that, but I do want to point out from week one, our freshman class, which is the third largest freshman class, would gather around my desk Mm. to show support for my bill. This is not something a freshman doesn't just come in and pass important legislation their first year. That's right. While I'm getting credit for it, it is not me. It is our freshman class coming together. It is the caucuses within the house as we started to get through and talk to these people is the chair people that's on these committees and mm-hmm. working together. It really is. I think it was more of the process and the approach that I took as opposed to being that bull in a china shop. It sure. would have been very easy to come in and say, do you not care about my kid? Why aren't you pushing this forward? Right. Um, but that wasn't going to get the job done. No. no. Brandon Guffey, Gavin's Law. Less than three. Check it all out. Show notes. Wow. What a story. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you all. We appreciate you. And, of course, they will be back. Uh, y'all, y'all are back in the house at some point. <laughs> next week. Probably. Next next week because it's the session that never ends, and our legislature is full-time at this point. And so, But then they'll be back in January. And in January, we're going to talk with him off the air about that Utah legislation. Uh, Palmetto family is uh, – now that – now that we'll continue the pro-life push, because, again, I'm going to say it, contrary to the opinion of many folks, we're not just pro-birth, we're going to be pushing here at Palmetto Family legislation that is common sense that will protect children. 
and protect young people and protect adults in the state of South Carolina against the scourge that we're seeing pushed from the the far outer reaches of the internet, basically, and then it you know it can destroy lives. And so we're going to continue working with folks like Representative Guffey and plenty of others on making sure that this gets done to protect children in South Carolina because at the end of the day, if you protect children, you protect the next generation and your society will flourish. It's amazing how God's kind of set that up. Representative Guffey, we really appreciate you joining us today. It's exactly. been a pleasure. I think that's the reason our country's in turmoil right now is because we ignored the children. One would yes. one would argue that that because yeah. then the children become the people who run the thing. Yes. And the yeah the mm. the, Boy, that's the no, we're having you on again. That's the all inmates another show. Run, the inmates run the asylum there. But until in next the cereal time, aisle. <laughs> until until <laughs> next time. By the way, make sure to tune in soon. We'll be joined by several of Representative Guffey's. Housemates. Housemates. Yeah. I'll put it that way. One's a, fr- Housemates. One's a freshman. One's a freshman. And so we'll be joined by them. And, and look for our conversations coming soon with Senator Shane Massey and Senator Mike Rickenbach as we recap the session from the Senate point of view. But until next time, for Mitch Prosser and Representative Guffey, I'm Justin Hall. Thanks for watching and listening to the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show.